He's absolutely good. He's Dave Wilson, he's our stocks editor, and he has a big time chart of the day to welcome me back. What do you got? Well, Corey, yes, thinking big, that's the story of the day, specifically bigger U.S. companies when you look at uh, market value. So call them large caps, if you will. Uh, Tally Legere certainly did. He's an equity strategist over at Oppenheimer Funds. And he really kind of looked at uh, the ratio between the S&P 500 and Russell 2000 indexes over time and saw that there tends to be like a multi-year move on one against the other if you look at the ratio between the two. And uh, it turns out, going back to March 2014, we've seen the larger companies get the upper hand. Uh, that ratio's up uh, 13% through Friday from its low. And he has 10 reasons to anticipate that you are going to see more of the same, possibly for at least two years. Uh, he's talking about a relatively slow pace of economic growth, you know, a weaker dollar, which tends to benefit the bigger companies more because they do more business overseas, uh, a brighter earnings outlook, which means more for everybody, especially the larger companies. And you know, he, he does kind of throw in the big picture, what's happening with fiscal policy and monetary policy and, and, and so on. Uh, but his basic argument is that uh, what we've seen here still has some room to play out in terms of the larger companies doing relatively well. Uh, you know, you look at this year, you can certainly see that's been the case. The Russell 2000 index, as we speak, up just 4.2 percent, while the S&P 500 is up 11 percent and at a record at the moment. So uh, it's kind of an argument that suggests that there's going to be more of the same. If you want to know more, folks, send me an email. I'll get you the chart, the explanation that goes with it, and everything I do going forward. The email address is dwilson at bloomberg.net. That's dwilson at bloomberg.net. All right, let's also bring in uh, Carl Riccadonna, our chief U.S. economist at Bloomberg Intelligence. Dave Wilson, of course, our stocks editor at Bloomberg News with his chart of the day. Dave mentioned in that analysis, um, Carl, that part of the argument is based on relatively slow economic growth over the next couple of years. Is that probably safe to say that that's what we're going to see? Well, it uh, all depends on the definition of uh, relative. Uh, so uh, even if we grew at uh, 3%, that would be uh, slow relative to prior cycles, but it would be fast for this cycle. Uh, so uh, my expectation actually is that uh, we can see a little bit faster growth uh, than uh, what we've seen thus far. Uh, if we go back to uh, 09 to present, uh, the average GDP growth rate has been about uh, 2%. Mm. I think we could head towards uh, a new, faster regime, buckle your seatbelts, of uh, 25 to 3%, which doesn't sound like a whole lot, but uh, certainly uh, that Dude, would push us above rad. trend and fix some of those issues with sluggish inflation and, and, and whatnot uh, to make it feel like a more normal cycle. So that uh, is not fast relative to prior cycles, but it would be fast relative to uh, what we're seeing now. And of course, corporate profits are closely tied to the speed of economic growth. So if we do see some degree of acceleration, that would be a positive for the corporate profits environment. Uh, talk to me about the hurricane and, and what uh, that does to GDP, since we're talking about GDP here. Sure. Uh, in particular, the way this, this hurricane and, and the last one that hit Houston uh, has played out. And, right. Gold, and Goldman came out saying that they see it curbing what U.S. growth, but only for a quarter. 
Exactly. So that that's pretty consistent with uh, our findings as well. Uh, now, uh, Harvey and Irma are two very different storms, right? Harvey hit a major industrial region, uh, very uh, important to uh, the petrochemical industry, uh, pipelines, uh, etc. Uh, whereas uh, Southwest Florida and the Keys, that's more tourism, uh, not a, a huge industrial hub uh, by any means. Port of Tampa, of course, is important, mm. um, but uh, less likely to have uh, those types of ripple effects throughout uh, the uh, uh, supply chain and whatnot, uh, what we're seeing in Florida. That being said, uh, we will see uh, significant impacts uh, in the uh, economic data now for several months running, and really this is just getting underway. So initially we saw it as a, a pullback in motor vehicle sales. Uh, that was the same Friday as the uh, jobs report, so two Fridays ago. Uh, last week, we saw it in uh, the weekly jobless claims numbers. Now this week is a week where we really start to see report after report uh, showing signs of uh, impact. Now, mind you, Harvey happened on, uh, I believe it's the 25th of the month, so there was only about five days left in the month. Right. Uh, but what we know from vehicle sales, there was a major impact, and you'll see it this week, possibly in small business sentiment tomorrow morning. Uh, you'll see it in the PPI on Wednesday. You'll see it on the CPI uh, on uh, Thursday, along with jobless claims. Uh, and then on Friday, you have Empire Manufacturing. That's vulnerable. Retail sales, definitely vulnerable. Uh, also, industrial production uh, will be impacted, especially uh, through the uh, utility output uh, channel. Does this give the Fed just, though, enough room to kind of say, we're just going to be careful here? I don't think it does. Now, it may as that pertains to the uh, year-end rate increase, uh, but in terms of the balance sheet unwind, which we presume they're going to announce at the uh, September meeting, we're already in the communications blackout period here, so it's all systems go on the balance sheet plan. Uh, that year-end rate hike, uh, That after all, they want one more hike before uh, mm -hmm. the turn of the year, uh, that may be in jeopardy. And, and policymakers are going to confront the same problem I just highlighted here, where report after report is going to be distorted by the hurricane, and so it's going to be increasingly difficult to get a clean read on uh, what the underlying pace of growth in the economy is. Now, if we look back to uh, the last set of clean reads, uh, that was basically at mid-year, where we saw a modest acceleration uh, in the economy underway. Uh, so if they're willing to take that last good data point, then we're probably in uh, fair condition for, uh, for them to proceed. The rate hike at year-end certainly has a big question mark around it. Yeah, it's it's interesting too. I mean, uh, again, inflation also something to watch here and see what it does with with uh, all the raw materials that will be necessary for rebuilds, not just in even in the U.S. If we look into the Virgin Islands and so on. Absolutely. So uh, the Fed wants to see more inflation, but they're going to look through any transitory signals of things rebounding. So uh, if you get CPI or PCE deflator on target purely because we're seeing a spike in gasoline prices, uh, that is not going to do it for the Fed. They need to see a sustained pickup in uh, the core components, not just these uh, storm-related fluctuations. Dave Wilson, doesn't it always feel, it feels like it's always something? Absolutely. I mean, that's the back and forth of the economy. And of course, it plays out in markets. Just think of all the stocks that took hits last week as uh, Irma was approaching and are now bouncing back or the reverse. You've got it all going on today. And if it's, if it's not something, it's something else. <laughs> but I'm bum. Dave Wilson, our stocks editor at Bloomberg News, along with Carver Gadana, our chief U.S. economist at Bloomberg Intelligence, right here on Bloomberg.